Hey everybody, thank you for joining us. I'm here with Miss Dom. Okay. I'm Jamie Lou, and today we will be discussing the pros and cons of childcare. I think that for mainly first-time parents, um, there's a lot to consider when they are about to have their baby, considering their timelines. Yeah, even like if you're a first-time parent or if you have three kids mm-hmm. and you know you were a stay-at-home mom or whatever. Totally, whatever the totally. Case is. There's a lot to think about um, when considering considering childcare and um, what are the benefits to it versus um, maybe the disadvantages disadvantages of it, and also at what point at an right. infancy stage because you have to work at the toddler stage. preschool or older I think we're finding for a lot of young working parents they want to jump into childcare when their babies are old enough and when they're returning to work Mm -hmm. but for those that have the flexibility and luxury of being with their kids um our most demanding age are is the toddler Toddler room room, yes Mm -hmm. yeah and I uh there there's some schools that um, except children starting at six weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of parents, you know, if they don't get a maternity leave, paternity mm-hmm. leave, um, they need it. They need that six week mark. Um, and then like you're saying right now, um, everybody wants to start their kid at 18 months old mm-hmm. or, um, at 12 months old at the, the one, one and a half, two year mark. And that's the most popular mm-hmm. care. When the kids are a little bit older, right. a little bit more self-sufficient, and also really craving uh, that socialization right. from others. Which I think, just in my opinion, that's where it, it's a little bit harder to start a child later than earlier. Because at infancy, they get used to the surrounding. They get used to not having mom and dad around. They get used to being with other children and being in a new environment. And then at one, two, three years old it's a lot harder of a transition transition because they don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. They don't, they've never been in any type of care other than their home. Um, and so that's kind of where parents need to decide, mm-hmm. do we want to do it? Even if I have the means to stay home, mm-hmm. is it better for my child to start earlier and maybe I go back to work earlier or maybe I just take some time off to myself, um, and have a, like a part-time care, um, to make the transition easier. That's where, people kind of mm-hmm. need to decide. What do you think are some of the challenges or also the things that parents should anticipate um, if they are choosing to start their child in a childcare setting? There, There's pros and cons to childcare, of course. Um, I think if, if you're a first-time parent, say you're, you know, you're pregnant, you're a first-time parent, um, you just need to decide – if you want the more one-on-one care or if you want a more um, group care, Mm -hmm. there's pros and cons to that. But I think a lot of uh, things, at least when we give tours, um, we try to be as transparent as possible and uh, prepare parents for what to anticipate, good and bad, when just Mm -hmm. doing childcare in general, not even just our our, uh, program. And one thing we always try to let the parents know is that they will get sick. Yes. They will need to build their immunity. Um, especially if you are starting them at a young age, like in the infant room, I mean, they're going to be drooling. Right. And even for, for, for your kids, when they started, I mean, your kids were, um, almost a year old and three years old and they were sick every week. 
for yes. months. So for the first year, really, you should just expect yeah. that your child will be on and off sick. I, I tell parents, yeah. you're starting childcare for the long haul because right. you have to work long term. But right. for your first year, don't expect to work every day. Right. And well, <laughs> and I've I've noticed just in my experience, I've noticed that the younger a child starts, the yes. more they're the less they get sick, the yes. more their immune system is built up. I mean, we have infants in our infant room who are three months old and or they started when they were three months old and now, you know, they're six months and they've mm-hmm. never gotten sick. still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or maybe they have gotten sick, but they've only missed, you know, one day. Yes. And then there's children in our, you know, toddler classroom or um, who are in our preschool classroom who are out every single week. Yes. Because they're getting sick. And it's really frustrating for the parents. But unfortunately, it's just the nature of yes. your child building their immune system and. Um, you know, it's really, it's really unfortunate that we have to send kids home if we notice symptoms or we have to ask them to stay out for 24 hours or, you know, whatever the case may be. And like you're saying, parents have to take off work or they Mm -hmm. have to find other means to find care for their kid. But, you know, it's just the unfortunate part. Really challenging when you don't have family around and someone, um, just extra support around you, um, because then you do have to take off work. And, um, also for parents to know that, um, if your child is sent home and again, it really comes down to your trust in the teachers and the school. Again, when you're going to childcare, yes, we're considering the needs of your child, but also these are signs of uh, and symptoms of something right. bigger that can be easily, you know, transferred to other right. babies and kids. And so at the same time, the teacher is being mindful of the safety of all the other kids of the class. Right. And the safety of, you know, even the teachers, things like um, the like, uh, like pink eye, for example, um, if you catch it quick enough, you can catch it quick enough and you can get antibiotics and you can mm-hmm. be back at school the next day sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one is just, you can transfer to all the babies It can transfer to the teachers. It's so contagious. Um, and even though it's frustrating getting, if your child gets sent home with, you know, a little bit of goop in their eye, mm-hmm. but then they end up going to the doctor and, and it is pink eye. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, Oh, well, thank you for catching it so fast. Yes. Um, and same with, you know, lots of other different illnesses, but if you catch it fast enough and send home fast enough, then it just saves everybody, everybody, the teachers included. And so that's something for parents to know is that you are going to learn about a lot Mm -hmm. of, uh, diseases that affects affects you know classrooms yes. and at first things you've never even for, heard of yeah hand foot mouth pink eye um it's just really yeah. really uh it can be scary and so you have to uh be mindful of that and, and I, if that's I think something an important note to add um is that you t- our teachers and mm-hmm. our you know we can clean from top to bottom all mm-hmm. day every day and it's mm-hmm. still going to happen mm-hmm. absolutely um because it's just things are airborne Things are um, on surfaces and, you know, you can be wiping with a Clorox wipe all day long. You can still get sick. And it's just a matter of building your immune system. And that's the same for teachers, too. If if a teacher, you know, just graduated high school or college and their very first day in a classroom setting, they're going to be picking up a million different Mm -hmm. germs Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. they're going to be sick constantly for about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the same with children. But. It's just a matter of your immune system building. And then you look at people like me who I've been in the field for eight years and I don't get sick ever. Mm-hmm. Or like your kids now who've mm-hmm. been in school for a year and now they are, you know, not getting sick at all. Anymore. Yes. Or if they do, they bounce back quickly. Right. So that's just the reality that 
if you choose to accept, right. then um, then it's worth it, you know. And right. in the long term, it's worth it because you're building something early on that long term you want them to have that immunity. And that allows you to have the freedom yeah. and, and, and capability to do more things with your kids. Yeah. So that's just something to be mindful when you start. Right. And then um, going back to kind of what we said prior about the one-on-one care, mm-hmm. um, it kind of goes hand in hand with illnesses. Like you had mentioned that there's there's other children in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, even with a small class size, if you if you are um, you're putting your two-year-old in care, and the state ratio depends on each state. But um, say you know there's only eight children in the classroom with two teachers. Um, yes, that's a low ratio. You have one teacher supervising four children. Um, but that's still four to eight children Mm -hmm. that one teacher is responsible for. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not responsible for just your child. They're responsible for all eight of them, Mm -hmm. their safety, their happiness, um, Mm -hmm. their just day to day. And either they want just one-on-one nanny and baby, or they want a more teacher to four children. Yes. Yes. And at times knowing that the teacher has to do what's in the best interest of the class right which may not entirely align right. with what your child needs in that moment but ultimately they are okay right, right, right they are right, right. safe they are happy right it just may not be exactly what you would have done at home right right and things like you know for our younger children infants and toddlers um who may not nap very well at school mm-hmm. because there's six other children napping at the same time and one wakes up and one's talking and the teacher's trying to, you know, clean and maybe they're making a little bit of noise. They don't have, um, the classroom's not as dark as at home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's like little things like that. Um, maybe your child only naps for an hour at school, but then at home they nap for two and a half hours Mm -hmm. on the weekends. Mm -hmm. Of course, everyone's going to sleep better in their own home, in their own room. Um, and so those are just little things that, Parents need to understand that sometimes their child's schedule is going to be a little bit off. They're not going to eat lunch at the same mm-hmm. time that they would at home. They're eat not going to much nap, as they do as at home. A lot of the times um, parents will say like, oh, they ate this whole plate of mm-hmm. pasta for dinner last night, but then they didn't even touch it the mm-hmm. next day at school because um, kids are just so different at home yeah. and at school. And yeah. I think that's true for adults too I mean you kind of have a different personality in your home life than at your work life absolutely so you children behave have, yeah differently in the comfort of your home right. versus at school where right. you have teachers and friends and you're holding your composure and right. um, you're regulating your impulses and all that they're right. going to operate differently and so just trusting that at the end of the day does your child appear happy do right. they still you know act like themselves yes. are they still healthy are they still you know it's about learning socialization right um curriculum and, and it, also and that comes with time too mm-hmm. you know first time parents have a little bit of a harder time accepting those little things mm-hmm. um than parents with you know three kids who have mm-hmm. been in childcare for a long time because they're just not used to that mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. they just it's all about learning um and so if a, a parent starts their infant at six months old, um, you know, six months later, they'll probably be a little bit more understanding that mm-hmm. their infant didn't sleep as long mm-hmm. um, than they were in the beginning. Because at first it could be really frustrating. Like, you know, they are on such a tight sleep schedule. A lot of babies who are sleep trained to like if they're sleep trained, they have specific hours um, and times that they sleep. And if it gets thrown off at school, it can be really frustrating. And, you know, then they don't sleep at night or mm-hmm. then they. Yeah, it affects the, the whole weekend. Life. Yeah, it affects, ev- it affects everything. But um, 
and again, they, they, it's frustrating at first then six months down the line, you're like, okay, I kind of understand mm-hmm. that a little bit more. And that's also about trusting yes. the teacher, trusting the school. And that goes back to having a good feeling yes. and trusting of the teachers. And uh, the teachers, trusting the teachers ultimately, but also if the teachers are communicating effectively. Yes. And so even though it means so much more if the teachers are aware, like, oh, I understand that, you know, Max was supposed to get down at this time, but oh, they ha- they were a little fussy, you know, they didn't take yeah. their bottle. And so we're still trying, but you know, we're having a hard time. Right. That's going to put a parent at ease as opposed to not seeing your child go down at all. Right, right, right. Hours later and not getting any notification. And right. so it's all about, you know, once... I think, you know, the, for first time parents or any new parent joining the program, at first there's a little bit of anxiety and oh, is this going to work. But yeah. once you learn to trust the team, then you kind of let go of those things because, right. you know, they're doing they know my child. Right. They love my child um, and they're going to do what my child needs, even right. if it's not exactly what I would right. do at And at home. the end of the day, if it's something that a parent um can't move past or mm-hmm. um just mm-hmm. wants more individualized care then child care may not be for them yeah. and that's totally fine um it's not for everybody and so those are things that um maybe you start in a child care center and then six seven months later you're like mm-hmm. you know what this isn't what i want this isn't you know working for our family this isn't you know the child isn't sleeping at home things like that like if if it's just not working then maybe that's when it it's time to mm-hmm. have a nanny or have a babysitter um stay home things mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. and um as the kids get older um there are it, it opens up a world i think when they are younger infancy to toddlers it's really a lot about care mm-hmm. and trust right. and and mimicking home life as much as they can at school so right. that they have that consistency and security and as they get older then it's really about uh influences yes that's when the behaviors start. yes behaviors that they learn from peers good and bad right. um good things they learn from their teachers that you see at home which is amazing but they're gonna be exposed to a lot of yeah. different behaviors and language and which is all great um but at the same time it's up to the teachers to really ensure that the environment is safe for their kids manage those little things be aware and manage them communicate with the parents and that in turn you know that's your job as parents at home like yes i know johnny said that but you know yeah and that's things um like you're saying when they get a little bit older um, and like the preschool, pre-K classrooms when they're three, four years old, um, that's when they're starting, their language skills are just developing so fast. Maybe they're starting to say things um, or pick up on different things or they're starting to kind of act a different way. Become oppositional. Um, yes. And then that's when you start to hear um, teachers saying like, you know, your child had a great day. However, you know, this happened and it's because they were playing with this child. And mm-hmm. it's just because there's so many different personalities um, in the classroom, I mean, you have 23 year olds mm-hmm. and the, so there's 20 different personalities. There's some children who are more talkative and social and there's some who are a little bit more quiet into themselves. And it's just things that um, your child will pick up on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so and, it's up to the parents yes. to decide to and to be mindful of again. Yes, they're going to experience these things as they get older and go to, you know, kindergarten, first grade and on. And that they're just going to be thrown into this you know, world and right. learn those things. Do you want to start that journey 
at a younger age right. where they're going to be exposed to different people and personalities, learn things that may not necessarily align with your values. Mm -hmm. But do you as a parent want to start having those conversations with them at right. a young age of this is our expectation of you, even if a friend does this? Yes. Those are yes, hard yes, conversations. Which is something that I think you can speak a lot to because, you know, your child is, is four years old. Um, and so you can start having those conversations with her about how, um, like you're saying, like this, this child may have said this, but mm -hmm. that's not what we believe or what we think. And so instead of saying that, you know, say this, and that's where, you know, raising your child comes in. Absolutely. So it is like the teachers can do so much, right. you know, within a given day, but that communication and that follow through mm -hmm. has to happen at home. And so in a perfect world, what what teachers and educators mm -hmm. and, and, and child care providers envision is that they do all they can in a day, but they want to partner with you parents mm -hmm. um, and be a resource, but also, you know, be a partner so that you can carry through that same message at home, right. whatever that, that may be.